South Alabama knocks out Eastern Michigan twice. It's Locked On Sunbelt. You are Locked On Sunbelt, your daily podcast on the Sunbelt Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Locked On Sunbelt with your host, Dave Schultz, on a very Christmas, uh, special Christmas edition of Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit. Only available to U.S. customers. All right, normally I guess we wouldn't be doing a, a Christmas special. Everyone, hopefully you're having a great holiday, but we had more than just bull wins and losses uh, yesterday. Also wanted to get one out to preview uh, Texas State uh, before that ball game uh, comes up uh, as well. Well, Georgia State and Coastal Carolina both won, and again, we will preview uh, Texas State uh, as well. Uh, but wow, South Alabama. We'll get to all the games that happened on Saturday, but uh, did really not see what, what came with South Alabama. Talk about one of the more inconsistent, consistently inconsistent teams this year. South Alabama, for the third time this year, puts up 50 points or more without their starting quarterback, without their starting running back, out to injuries. And Colin Lacey, their wide receiver, uh, has transferred to Louisville. So no Carter Bradley, no Ladanian Webb, no Colin Lacey, and no problem. South Alabama dominates Eastern Michigan. 59 to 10. It was 17 nothing after one. It was 38 to three at half, and it could have been worse. Uh, Diego Guardo missing a couple of field goals in this ball game, uh, and South Alabama could have had a couple more touchdowns, but uh, completely dominated. And the quarterbacks, which we expected, Desmond Trotter in his sixth season gets the start, pretty good. Nine to 17, 115 yards with a touchdown uh, and an interception. He also ran a touchdown in. But it was the freshman showing up and showing out, Gio Lopez. It's going to be his job next year, 14 and 19, 192 yards in the air, three touchdowns, two more on, uh, or one more on the ground, running for seven carries on 88 yards. All right, so I, it was unreal that this line, I didn't quite understand this line. should also be mentioned, Eastern Michigan was without a lot of their offensive stars as well. But I didn't understand this line because it was it started at 15 and a half and South Alabama didn't have anybody. And it kept on growing. By the time it kicked off, it went from like 15 and a half to 17 and a half, which I did not take. And I think I predicted South Alabama to win and not cover. Oops. Uh, I did not do very well in my picks at all. And so South Alabama is, is dominating this ballgame. And there was one little run-in, which we'll talk about uh, right now. Uh, in uh, in the second quarter after a punt, it was 31 to three and Eastern Michigan punted it away. And Corey Hernandez, for some reason, locked uh, up face masks with Brian Dillard, grabbed Brian Dillard's face mask like inside the numbers and then proceeded to drag him all the way out of bounds. And Brian Dillard then tried to flip him to get him off of him and somehow Hernandez hung on to his face mask through getting flipped and, and taken down to the ground. This is in the second quarter. After the ball game, and it's 59 to 10, I don't think there were any other dust-ups, and you can imagine Eastern Michigan not really being too pleased uh, in getting uh, embarrassed on national TV. 
Corey Hernandez comes out of nowhere and hammers Germanian Burt, who just happens to be, who happens to be Brian, uh, Brian's uh, brother, happens to be uh, Brian Dillard's uh, brother. And for some reason, you know, I think they got the wrong guys. I think he hit the wrong guy. Hernandez hit number 16 instead of number 26. Although Burt was flagged on the play for blindside block on the punt. But nonetheless, they're singing the school song. They're singing the, you know, the alma mater with the band. And out of nowhere, Hernandez comes and cold cocks Burt in the back of the head. First of all, he's doing it with a bare hand. And he's hitting somebody in the helmet. Not bright to begin with. Dillard almost stopped him. Dillard was like a half a stop from set, from stopping him from doing anything. And then he got clobbered, as you would expect. And it kind of takes some of the shine off of what South Alabama did was win their first bowl game ever. And you go and look, and what he did, what Corey Hernandez did, is indefensible. There is no but if, or we understand. There's not. There's no excuse for what he did. However, He's been playing college football forever. He's got a master's degree. He just finished his seventh year of playing college football. He's going into business, wants to start NIL deals. He wants to fly a plane. You can find the video about seven minutes. I'll put it in the comment section. It's almost eight minutes long. Uh, and he just seems like he is a good guy. And he just, for a second, lost it. And as you can imagine, when you go into enemy territory uh, as a uh, suicide bomber, as uh, Craig Stevenson says, uh, what do you think is going to happen? And of course... Dillard, again, almost stopped him from doing it, but then hammers Hernandez, uh, absolutely cobbles him. The rest of South Alabama, whoever could get near him, uh, got to him. Um, they ended up having to clear the field and then bringing South Alabama back for the trophy presentation. And again, what Kane Womack has done with uh, this school in you know three years, phenomenal from a losing record to winning 10 ball games to going to a bowl game now back-to-back -back winning seasons and winning their first bowl game is amazing. And maybe to the detriment of Kane personally and professionally, you know, the season didn't go the way, well, at least the way I thought it was going to go. And he'll be coming back next year, uh, it appears, right? So hashtag always a bright side, uh, I guess. Um, uh, and I think both coaches afterwards, you know, what, what Kane Womack said, you know, we have to live up to our standard and the standard that EMU set, they, they didn't live up to theirs. The coach said so as much. Uh, but it was it was a wild scene uh, at Hancock Whitney Stadium, and I will say again that again very odd. South Alabama playing a home bowl game, or a, probably that again, a bowl game at home, and they ended up being the road team. So they're on the visitor side, and the visitor side was you know the bottom was full, and the top seemed to be about I don't know two thirds, three quarters full. So the announced attendance was just under twenty one thousand. I'm not sure if I believe that, but. Uh, it looked like it was pretty good, at least on the South Alabama side. You can't, they did a good job of uh, filling that uh, side up. Uh, you know, congratulations to Ken Womack and company. Corey Batoon had a whale of a ball game, the defensive coordinator. It took him until, I don't know, six minutes left in the game to get 100 yards. Major Applewhite, you know, you just haven't heard these guys at all being considered for uh, head coaching jobs or power five assistants. But, you know, Major's done a really good job the last uh, few years again. 50, more than 50 points three times a season, and the defense uh, played extremely well for South Alabama uh, as well. So South Alabama, TKU's EMU twice on the scoreboard, and then after the game, uh, and we'll see if there's any fallout, because if you see the video and it's it's all over the place, <laughs> you know, you call the cops. I mean, it's flat out 
you know, potentially assault. Uh, so, uh, it did not look good at all. And again, there was no excusing what Corey Hernandez uh, did. But congratulations to South Alabama for their first bowl of victory. They will try to build on this. And you see the future with uh, Gio Lopez having a fantastic ball game uh, and leading the way with uh, four different touchdowns, three passing, uh, which may be more important than the one running, right? Because everybody knows he can run. The question is, can he lead the team downfield uh, from the pocket or when he's scrambling? And he uh, he definitely did so on Saturday. All right, let's take a timeout. When we'll come back, we'll go over uh, the rest of the bowl games. We still got a preview. Texas State will probably save, you know, there is a, lur a lurking Sunbelt topic. When is Georgia Southern going to win a basketball game? Because it may not be anytime soon. They may have to wait. And then if they don't win a couple of ball games when they get a chance, are they going to win a couple of ball games? It's a tough start for the Eagles on uh, the hardwood. All right, let's take a timeout. When we come back again, we'll talk about uh, the bowl games that happened on uh, Saturday. Sunbelt finally got some uh, in uh, the win column. Let me tell you about eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easier to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit. Only available to U.S. customers. Dave Schultz, Locked on Sunbelt. Your team every day. All right, let's go over some of these bowl games from Saturday. Uh, and they it, it really did not go uh, as planned. I made my picks, and you go back and look. They were not very good picks at all. Uh, I thank goodness I didn't actually put any money <laughs> put any money on them, uh, but it did not go very well. First of all, Troy was dealing with a stomach bug, uh, and they were talking about Gunnar Watson was just barely hanging on. And we've all we've all been there. Uh, you know, we know it's going to pass. Uh, you know, one way or the other. Uh, but uh, it just it knocks you out and gives you no energy. And to think what you need to do to to win a college football game, just feeling 100%. And then when you're not feeling 100%, uh, and it just seeps up all your energy. But Duke ends up beating Troy 17 uh, to 10 uh, in a ball game that, you know, Troy just didn't look like Troy. Some Troy fans are blaming the former coach, John Summerall, for talking about the players that he's taken and the coaches that he's taken. Seems to go all that way for a lot of group of five teams. Gunnar Watson, 21 to 36 with one interception, 230 yards. But the guys uh, uh, doing the game, uh, Tom Hart and Cole Kubelik, were like, this is not the Gunnar Watson that we've seen. Because he's been really, really uh, accurate uh, this season. And I think the interception was thrown when he got hit. But, you know, he's just not, he's not that guy. And, you know, you give, give credit to Grayson Loftus. You know, the backup quarterback got some action this year with uh, Riley Leonard banged up 19 to 29, 183 yards. He threw an interception as well. Kamani Vidal was kind of bottled up uh, in this ball game, and I'm not sure they should have, they didn't feature him nearly as much as they should have. There was a play on like fourth and one that, that 
you know, Watson, again, this is a split second decision. He kept the ball and probably should have handed it off to Vidal because we're going to let him take the blame if he doesn't get it. Uh, Vidal, 17 carries, 79 yards, and no touchdowns. Jabri Barber, 10 catches, 107 yards. There's a little bit of yapping in this one. I, I know, Troy, this is the first time a Sunbelt team has played a Power 5 team uh, in a bowl game, and there was a lot of yapping. Barber made a good catch and then gets a 15-yard penalty for telling the defensive back he caught the football. I mean, just, just play the football game. Jeez. Uh, but Troy did not look particularly good, and we'll see how uh, – they do uh, moving on with their new coach from uh, Notre Dame, offensive coordinator from uh, Notre Dame, right? Uh, Jared Parker. All right. So otherwise, let's see here. Then it didn't go, you know, then we do the next game or the game going on at the exact same time, Northern Illinois and Arkansas State. And I would say Arkansas State didn't look very good in this one either. Northern Illinois beats Arkansas State 21-19. And, you know, they were saying on the, on the, you know, on the TV that Arkansas State's offense was non-existent in, in the second half. Jalen Rayner kind of, you know, kind of had a Jalen Rayner kind of day passing wise, uh, 16 to 30, two touchdowns interception for the uh, Sunbelt freshman of the year, uh, 13 carries, 49 yards, but no touchdowns. That's the way I wanted the Cajuns to defend him, but they didn't. Uh, and Northern Illinois did a good job defending him. Now they did, he did rally. He did rally the team with a late touchdown, uh, making it a two-score game with just over a minute left. Uh, and then on a two-point conversion, throws it out of bounds, like by about five yards. You know, even if the guy's not open, may at least give him a chance to catch the football. Uh, and then the controversy happened offsides on an uh, onsides kick where, you know, Arkansas State recovered. If you're offsides, call it. I don't have a problem with the whole, well, we need a dramatic ending. No, the referee called it as soon as it happened. I don't think it happened, but he did call it as soon as it happened. I think it's a it's a bad call. And my problem with a lot of those things is that, you know, we got to hear from Butch Jones on why they lost. We got to hear from uh, Northern Illinois guys on why they won. And we got to hear from the players on why they lost. We don't get to hear from the referees uh, on why they make a bad call. All right. What did you see? Why did you call it? How, you know, what were you possibly seeing? Because as I've heard from an SEC official, it's not that you don't want to make a call, former SEC official, I should say. It's not that you don't want to make a call, but you got to make the call so grandma can see it from the stands. And when you're showing me different angles, front, back, and well, it's clear as day. No, not clear as day. I can't tell if he's kicked the ball, right? Are we doing shadows now or offsides? It just didn't look like it was offsides to me. I don't really have an answer to how to, how to fix the problem, but there seems to be a serious officiating problem uh, we can't get them to do it because, you know, mom and dad are yelling at the, at the umps on a, on a you know, a kids level. And then whether it's, you know, FCS, FBS, pro, NBA, Major League Baseball, it just it just feels like officiating has gone off the rails. And, you know, you know, robots coming to a stadium near you, at least for baseball, and they don't have anybody to blame for it but themselves. So uh, Arkansas State, you know, didn't recover the onside kick the second time because of the offsides, and that was uh, the ball game. Give it up to Butch Jones, you know, kind of coach speak, but it is true. He's like, not one singular play determines the game. You know, they had a bunch of chances to, you know, make plays. Uh, unfortunately, that affects the outcome right at uh, the end. Okay, so uh, Sunbelt, now after this, by the way, the South Alabama game was at night. So the <laughs> – the, uh, 
the record for the Sun Belt is one and five. And that's kind of when I joked, you know, are they going to win another football game before Georgia Southern wins a basketball game? Uh, and, you know, the next one was no, because JMU lost to Air Force 31-21. Apparently a bunch of guys were missing on the JMU defensive side of the ball. Jordan McLeod did what he could. 20 of 33, three touchdowns, one interception, 257 uh, yards. Didn't run for very much, was sacked a handful of times. Uh, Keelan Black, 11 carries, 43 yards. Uh, he is going pro, I believe. And Jordan McLeod, who announced he was transferring, uh, but going to play in the game, he is in the transfer uh, portal. James Madison had a spectacular rushing defense uh, this season. Not in this ballgame. Air Force ran for 351 yards. I think that's about 300 more yards per game than James Madison is used to giving up, all right? And you got a lot of James Madison fans that are not too thrilled with their former coach, Kurt Signetti, kind of just catching on to how he acts, I guess. It's okay when he's your coach, but when he's not, Kurt's always been nice to me. Uh, he is a direct and not into the whole playing coach speak with the media. Uh, he will answer a direct question, but he will be direct back. So there's not a lot of fluff when it comes to Kurt Signetti. And, you know, the two best teams that the Sun Belt had all season long, JMU and Troy, just did not play very well in their bowl games. And, of course, I picked both those teams to win and to cover. The team that I did not pick to win and to cover was Georgia State. And give it up to uh, – Sean Elliott, and give it up to Darren Granger. Darren played like the Darren Granger we saw when they started out 6-1. and one. Panthers beat Utah State and Blake Anderson 45-22 in a ball game that was back and forth until it got to be 21-14, and Georgia State took control. Uh, they go into half up 31-14, to 14, and it was never close uh, after that. Uh, Darren Granger, this is what the Darren Granger line looked like for most of the season early on. 19 to 22, 257 yards passing, three touchdowns. Uh, he had uh, 24 carries, all, uh, 111 yards, and two touchdowns on the ground. So he scored five touchdowns, leading Georgia State uh, to the easy 23-point victory. That's a great job by uh, Sean Elliott. Now you, you wipe out what was, right, a five-game losing streak. You're not going into the offseason, you know, trying to figure out your last win was in October. Now your last win is towards the end of 2023 and heading into 2024. Uh, you can start to feel better about yourself. But again, I didn't think that was going to happen, but a great job by uh, Sean Elliott to get those guys ready. And on the radio, they were talking about how uh, Elliott challenged Darren Granger, who did not play well, honestly, down the stretch. And you got to be better. And he was. <laughs> what did he amount for? Like 370 yards and five touchdowns. I would say that is better. Best of luck to Darren Granger uh, in uh, the future, uh, that is for sure. But they have a nice little foundation in Atlanta. See if they can uh, build on it because he does have a bunch of bowl appearances and bowl wins. All right. Then later on, another game I sort of got right. I'm taking half credit for this one. Although if you bet this one, you would have won money. Uh, I thought San Jose State was going to win it, but Coastal Carolina would cover because we've bet against Coastal Carolina and I've learned my lesson and I said that. But San Jose State was a big-time favorite in this ballgame. Eight and a half points. And it was all Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina built a 17-0 lead. Uh, they seem to be in good hands with uh, Ethan Vasco. Not the starting quarterback. 
not the backup quarterback, the third string quarterback. 20 for 33, 199 yards and three touchdowns. Obviously, he got a lot of playing time. Grace McCall went down. Then Jerry Guest went down. Uh, both have entered in the transfer portal. You got to appreciate Grace, uh, Grace McCall, though. I'm going to the portal, but I damn well are going on a trip to Hawaii for a week. <laughs> that is some heady stuff from uh, the former Coastal Carolina quarterback. Uh, also having a big day, Sam Pinckney, eight catches, 123 yards and a touchdown. Again, just like the Georgia State ball game, that was a little bit close early on, and Coastal Carolina only led it 7 nothing into half, so it was a little bit of a ball game, but it really, San Jose State never threatened, uh, and once Georgia State got in control of their ball game, neither did uh, Utah State. So with South Alabama also winning Sunbelt uh, ends up, where are we? Uh, four and 11 or four and seven. So not great, Bob, but better because they were one and five. And now they're four and seven. And now Texas State, which we will do next, uh, they will wrap up uh, the bowl schedule uh, in the first responders bowl uh, in Frisco against Rice. And we will do that when we come back uh, after this. All right, Dave Schultz, Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. So thrilled uh, with all the support, and you guys are great. We're over, you know, almost, we're over 1,000 subscribers and almost to 1,100. Keep it going. Uh, really appreciate it. Uh, please subscribe on YouTube. See if we can get to 1,100 early January and see if, if that'll work out. And don't forget about the audio podcast uh, as well. Wherever you get your audio podcasts, search for Locked On Sunbelt. Uh, the two most popular are the two most obvious. Uh, Apple Podcast, and uh, Spotify. So do really appreciate all of your support. All right, Dave Schultz, Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. One more game in the Sunbelt, uh, bowl-wise, and that will be on Tuesday. And it is uh, Texas State against Rice in the first uh, responder bowl, the serve pro first responder bowl. And the news in this one, a couple of things. With the news, uh, G.J. Kinney, as we mentioned early on, well, late last week, I guess, uh, has signed a new five-year deal. He's one of the highest, if not the highest paid Sunbelt coach, making a million dollars and plenty of incentives and bonuses uh, as well. So they, uh, Texas State ponied up. Uh, they had six wins for the first time, right, forever, and they're going to their first bowl game. So all good news there. T.J. Finley, who somehow has been playing, I don't know, college football since 2010, still has not one but two years of eligibility left. Uh, he has not decided whether he's coming back or not. He does have a family to support, so we'll see if he gets an NIL deal, right, uh, in uh, in San Marcos, uh, in San Marcos, or does he decide to turn pro and go that route? However, he has said, I'm playing in this ball game. The uh, Bobcats fans have been waiting a long time for this game, and I'm going to play in it. So good for uh, TJ Finley, who's had, you know, a phenomenal season, uh, up and down a, a little bit. Uh, but as a covers.com writes, quarterback TJ Finley threw for over 3,200 yards and accounted for 29 touchdowns, only eight interceptions. All right, almost four to one. Uh, running back Ismail Mahdi ran for over 1,200 yards and 10 touchdowns with a kickoff return for a touchdown. Uh, so they were very good uh, this year. Um, and tough to uh, defend. The Owls, on the other hand, um, they have a very inconsistent uh, defense, allowing 26 and a half points per game. Um, and they, but they played seven games where they allowed 30 
or more points and played four games uh, where they held a position to under 17. They allowed 34 points to UTSA, who only scored 20 points on the same Texas State team earlier uh, this year. All right. It says, uh, let's see, covers.com says the biggest issue for the Bobcats offense is their knack for giving the ball away. They have lost a whopping 14 fumbles this season and thrown nine interceptions. The Bobcats rank 119th in the country with a minus eight turnover margin. The good news is the Owls have only forced 12 turnovers on the year and rank 116th in turnover margin. All right. The thing you can do, the thing you can change is the interceptions. Fumbles, you got to learn how to, you know, hang on to the football. How you recover them is just, that's the bounce of the ball. You, you never know. Those things can change from one year to the next. All right. The Bobcats have no key out uh, opt-outs from this game and they only have one injury concern. Wide out Joey, uh, Joey Holbert, who's questionable after missing uh, the season finale. Even without Holbert, the Bobcats will be ready for their first ever bowl game and will show out on the defensive uh, end uh, uh, on the offensive end. So I agree with that. Let's see. Do we have what the uh, line is? About four and a half Texas State. I'd say it's a home game for Texas State, but it's you know just about a home game for Rice, right? Uh, Texas State and San Marcos, and Rice is in Houston, and this ball game is in Frisco. So, you know, you should get plenty of folks there. Let me see what time. Do we have a time of the game? Because this is like Tuesday after Christmas. That's a tough day to have a game, right? Because <laughs> everybody's back to work and kind of just chilling. It's a nice night to have something to watch on TV. Let's see what time this game is at. Because otherwise, it's kind of tough. Are you going to take you take Tuesday off? And you got to take Wednesday off to get back to work? You know, let's see when the game is. The game is Tuesday night. That's a 5.30 start. So may, I mean, it's going to be tough to get back to Houston for work the next day. So maybe, uh, maybe work half a day, something along those lines. Uh, so we'll see. I am taking Texas State. But I'm warning you, I did not have good picks. <laughs> Sorry, Texas State Bobcats. I, I did not do very well. I'm pretty sure I picked Troy, JMU, um, Arkansas State. Let me see what the Arkansas State one. Though. Let me hold on a second. Let me see this one. Arkansas State. No, they were favored. Um, did not pick Georgia State. Didn't pick South Alabama to win, but I picked them to cover. Picks were not very good at all. But we are taking Texas State in what is uh, hopefully another move forward for uh, the Bobcats. All right. Uh, we will recap the Texas State ball game on Tuesday. We'll also talk about this Georgia Southern basketball team where they better get a win soon or it may be a bit. They start out the Sunbelt Conference at home and then hit the road. And it may be a minute or two before they get a win. They're starting out the season Oh, and 12. Yeesh. Uh, all right. I hope everybody uh, is having or, yeah, is having a Merry Christmas. Uh, thanks again for all your support in 2023 for Lockdown Sunbelt. Hope to continue it here in 2024. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. Thanks very much for tuning in to Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day.